This episode contains adult themes and adult language. Listener discretions is strongly advised. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the BNB Podcast. I'm your host, Amanda, and I'm here with my special co-host, my one and only sissy, Jill. Hello, everyone. I'm back. Okay, last time we talked to you guys, we were about to do our belly dance performance. And we were super nervous about costumes and just etc. That happened. And it went good. It went very well. (laughs) It did. We had a little hiccup. But other than the hiccup, it went well. Yes, but thankfully, the hiccup was at the rehearsal. So it wasn't in the actual performance. But yeah, we had to go for a rehearsal earlier in the day before the performance. And we got out there and we're doing our dance and the wrong music's on. It (laughs) it was playing along fine. And then there was just like this weird music like inserted in the middle of our actual song and we were like uh everybody's looking at each other like what was that and then it the music to the second part of our dance started and so we just picked up from there but yeah we were like what in the world is going on so and on top of this you don't okay (laughs) what you need to to know yes there's a backstory (laughs) is we have a little bit of ptsd now (laughs) because our very first performance We had only been dancing for, what, a few months? Yeah. And we're like, we learned this really hard dance, right? We go to our performance and the music's wrong. Yes. It is our music, but it's the wrong copy of our music. Yes. So when the music is supposed to do this big finale and finish, it keeps going. (laughs) Right. The original song was like over five minutes long. Right. So our instructor edited that down to about a three and a half minute dance. So that's the music we had practiced for weeks. The dance we had practiced for weeks was this three and a half minute long dance. And then when we got out there, they had the five minute long music and we just had to wing it. (laughs) Yeah, and it was very nerve wracking and scary because we had only been dancing for a few months. Right. So this time we were all, we're like, well, at least we know the music is not going to be messed up because there's There's no no way way that's going to happen again. (laughs) Well, good thing we had rehearsal because they totally had the wrong music. And Amanda had to email the right music to the right person and yeah, it was it was a mess because I had emailed them the correct music, but I don't know what happened. And so I guess in transit, I don't know, it got messed up. So we had a little bit of a moment there. <laughs> like everyone panicked. Like I, I wish that was on camera. Yeah. Because, you know, our faces, we were like in complete panic. Yeah. Like, oh, my God. We're like, <laughs> not again. Really? <laughs> this can't be happening again. But. There is a happy ending to the story because the music at the actual show was right and we did a really good job. Our whole group did a really great job. I think we we did do really well. And we did so good that my niece even teared up. She did. It was very it's sweet. It's my daughter. Very sweet. She cuz she she's 
been with us on this journey. She doesn't dance with us. She doesn't belly dance with us, but she comes to class with us and she's all the, she's kind of like our little mascot. Yeah. <laughs> you know, all the girls in the class love her and she usually does like extra stuff for us. Like she'll do record videos if the instructor sometimes wants us, wants to record so then we can see what we're doing. And Right. So she's sometimes the videographer. She's very helpful. She sometimes runs the music. You know, so she's been there the whole time. So when she actually saw us out there performing, she she got a little in her feet, a little in her feels about it. So she did. it um, was sweet. It was sweet. And we did not know it was a surprise. My nephew, which is your my son, Jill's son, yes. showed up to watch us dance, and it was a surprise. We didn't know he was coming, so yes. that was sweet. Yes, he was working that day, so we didn't um. I didn't expect that, you know, we made no plans for him to come. And um, when he got off work, he rushed over to to try and catch my dance. So anyway, it was really special and it was sweet. Both of them. I got good kids. I can't complain. (laughs) Yeah. And it, it really did go well. And I really enjoyed watching all of the other dancers dance. Oh, yeah. That was so fun. Uh, They had professionals and their students. Right. So it was very, it was cool to watch. It was very cool. So yeah, so that was our big thing. And then we were like so relieved that it was over and done. Yeah. And it took us like 30 minutes to get into the costume. And the dance was like, what, two minutes? Yeah. Two and a half minutes? Yes. And so like 30 minutes to get into the costume and get ready. Then the dance <laughs> was two minutes. And then thir- like 20, 30 minutes to get back out of the costume and back in our fancy dresses. <laughs> oh, and we are so classy. We went in our fancy dresses, high heels and all. That's right. To Denny's afterwards. Because oh. we were starving. <laughs> We were the best dressed Denny's customers, like, ever. Everyone was staring at us. It was funny. <laughs> I was like, I'm sorry. I'm starving, okay? I'm, I, I, I have to eat. It was a dinner, but I don't personally like to eat heavy before I dance. Right. So, of course, the dinner was before the dancing, so you know how that goes. Yeah, we were a little nervous, couldn't really eat too much, but... Yeah, but I'm, I'm glad it went well. Yes, and then, and now there's no rest for the weary, though, because now we're moving on. We have another performance um, at the end of October. Yes. So we've gone. We only have four weeks. Yes. We've gone straight into a new choreography and a new, um, a new thing we're working on to get ready for October. So. Oh, and just wait, just wait until you guys see these, these costumes. Oh. Because this costume for the wedding is gorgeous yes it, it is. is gorgeous and it's so flattering yes we so, feel much much happier and more comfortable in these new costumes and yeah. these ones for october so and they didn't have to have as much alterations done right. on them so that takes a load off too so i think this will be a much more relaxed fun yeah performance it's, it's our friend's wedding so we're like really getting down 
You know, like it's our friend's wedding. There's no like pressure, you know, like. Right, you're not, we're, we're not yeah. under pressure like at a performance with all these professional dancers. Yeah. It's not like our friend is going to be like yelling at us. Oh, you messed up. Yeah, or like <laughs> mad kicking us out of her wedding. I don't know. You don't, I don't think she'll turn into a bridezilla, do you? I, don't, I hope not. <laughs> but um, yeah, and the choreography for this, the dance is just amazing for this. Yeah, this is, this one's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun to do. It's a lot of fun to practice. So it's just a, just a better experience. Okay, so let's move on because you know how we are. We'll be talking for like 20 minutes about it. (laughs) We did, I did post pics if you guys want to go check them out. They're on socials, so you can just go over there and check those out. And I do want to shout out my friend's daughter again. Her small business is called Avery's Beaded Jewelry. And I forgot to mention last week that she's also on Etsy. So you can find it on Facebook and Etsy. And she has adorable earrings. Love the earrings. Make sure you look at the earrings. (laughs) And then don't forget that we also have merch. I want to say a special thank you to Leslie. You know who you are because she bought a shirt and I love it. I can't wait to see a a photo. (laughs) Yay. Good job, Leslie. And the merch is on Shopify. Oh, and on Amazon. And the last bit of news I have is Denise Richards is coming back. I am dying to know how long is she staying for a while? Is it just like a quick visit? Because I would love to see a hookup between her and Bill. Bill? I would love it. Oh. They did a chem test, and they they had a lot of chemistry, but it never went anywhere. Oh, right. Is that all the news we have? So do you think that her returning is going to have anything to do with uh, Quinn? Like, do you think that they'll try to wrap up Quinn somehow? Right. Since That's what James and Tammy... James and Tammy think she's coming with bad news. Like, whatever her bad news is, it's going to be related to Quinn somehow. And I'm like, oh, no. I hope it's not that Flo died. Because oh, I'll be, no. like, devastated. Ugh. And then what's going to happen with Carter? I don't know what they're going to do with I Carter. I don't know what they're going to do. Although, he did tell James that he has a new storyline coming up. So, I don't know. I have no idea. Oh. But I hear rumors that they're not recasting her character. So... Oh, so maybe we might be getting bad news. Might be. Yeah. I just hope they don't kill her because you can always recast, right? Like, we don't need to kill Wyatt's mother. <laughs> I mean, come on, people. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, Never they know. could, but you can always come back on the soap. Oh, I forgot. <laughs> Speaking of, they should bring Caroline back. Returns from the dead are popular on soaps. Yeah. Thomas could have had her locked up. In a cabin or something. There's no telling. (laughs) There is no telling. And I still want them to bring back RJ. I want a really hot RJ to come back and be on Brookside. Because RJ is Ridge and Brooks' biological son together. And he would be probably college age now. High school, college age. They could sell it. And he needs to come back and be really hot. Because that's important. (laughs) (laughs) I really didn't have nothing else to say. That's just important to me. So, if you're going to bring back an average 
Like, not so hot guy, just don't bother. Right. (laughs) (laughs) He could be working out on the roof with Carter and Zenday. Exactly. There you go. Love that gym (laughs) at the, on the Forrester Creations. They're, they're worried about health. They're working it out. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's all the news we have now. All right. I think that's it. So. So let's get to the good stuff. Let's do it. Okay, so that brings us to week one, the 20th through the 23rd. So remember the last episode, we covered the 20th. So we're kind of starting, we're starting on a Tuesday. I know it's kind of weird. That was the 19th. I'm sorry, I meant the 19th. Monday the 19th we covered last time. Yeah, that's what I meant. We covered the 19th. And um, I know it's kind of weird, guys, but we're trying to stay current. So we had talked about... Steffi is planning this dinner. It's like a family impromptu dinner, right? Meanwhile, Brooke is also planning a romantic dinner, and they both want Reggie to be there. Right. And that's impossible. (laughs) So... Over at Brooks, Hope comes in, and I just, I thought this was the most hilarious thing ever. Brooke tells Hope about, <laughs> about Ridge walking in on her and Bill hugging, and Hope's reaction was like, what? What? <laughs> she was like, oh no, that's not good. Yeah, Hope was um, concerned, to say the least. <laughs> I'm sorry, but that was just so hilarious because I know what was going through Hope's mind. Hope was like, oh, God, no, the vortex. You know, she was thinking that. <laughs> like, oh, no. And then Brooke is like, it's okay, though. Like, like Ridge is okay. And she just, <laughs> Hope just gives her a look like, oh, okay, sure. Because right. Ridge is always okay with things. Yeah, right. But that was so funny. That was me. funny. And of course. I'm sorry, guys, but Steffi has crossed the line, in my opinion. Oh, she's, she's, she crossed, she jumped over that line (laughs) and ran off with it. I don't know, something. Because Ridge shows up, they're all having their little family dinner. She got out the champagne. I was like, what is she doing? So then she's. And she makes no bones about it. No. She's just flat out telling them, oh, you know, yeah, we're having champagne because we're celebrating that y'all are going to be getting back together. We are getting back together. Y'all are getting back together. Just not, it's like nonstop. It is nonstop. Like, I can't handle it. I cannot handle it. And, oh, the thing that's so irritating is I just wish Ridge would say enough. Like, if I'm yeah. not going to come over here for these dinners anymore, if this is what it's going to be. Right. So then, while Ridge is busy, his phone rings, and she answers it. Steffi answers it. Yes, Steffi answers Unbeknownst it. Unbeknownst to anybody. Because Ridge and Taylor are in, are in the kitchen flirting it up. Yeah. Right. And, and I think Finn might have been in there, too. Yeah, so Ridge doesn't even know that his phone was yeah, ringing. Yeah, uh, because it was on silent, which I'm mad about anyway, but... <laughs> Yeah, so Steffi and Thomas is with with Steffi. And they see it light up. Right, so she intercepts the call. Yeah. From Brooke. Um, How dare you? Oh, (laughs) but it gets better than that. She doesn't just intercept the call. She says really mean things. answers the call. Right. And then tells Brooke, Brooke's like, well, can I speak to Ridge, please? She's like, I need to speak to my husband, please. And she, and Steffi just flat out tells her, no. You can't. He's busy. 
He's busy with my mom. Right, with his mom, with my mom and his real family, she said. Oh, yeah. She said some really mean stuff. And so Brooke was like, uh, no, really. You need to put the fridge on the phone. And Taylor says no. And then Brooke says, uh, excuse- I'm his wife. And Steffi then told her, not for long. Not for long. And hung up on her. Hung up on her. And then Steffi tells Thomas, we have to get Brooke out of the way once and for all. Guys, all the foreshadowing going on. Okay, it's like that's wow. all they've also all they've been harping on is getting. We got to get rid of Brooke. We got to get Brooke out of the way. Brooke's the problem. We just need to like what? See th- uh, what? Uh-uh. Why is she? Why is she putting thoughts in Crazy Pants' head? Thank you. And <laughs> now I'm gonna tell you right now. Uh, no. See me. If I was Brooke, I would have got in my fancy car and I would have drove all the way to Malibu and I would have been up against that glass sliding <laughs> door just like Sheila with my face stuck to it screaming Ridge's name. You think I wouldn't? Because I would have. I'd have been like, oh, you're not going to answer the front door? I'm going to go stick to the glass. Like, you going to answer. you going to let me in this house. Like, uh-uh. Like, uh-uh. Yeah. I would have drove straight over there. I don't. I don't know what was going on with that because that was like no, like uh, maybe, maybe she and, thought it would make things worse if she did that. And I know I'm getting ahead of myself, probably because this goes on for a little while. Because of course everybody finds out. Oh, the whole week it takes the whole right. week. Up. Everybody knows that you know Steffi intercepted the call and let her talk to thing, and nobody thought that was a problem. Well, some people, but the important people didn't. Yeah, I mean Brooke, obviously. And hope. And hope. And Liam. And Liam. Somewhat. Yeah. But um Bridge? I was oh, like we're gonna get to that. I oh, have a I'm whole, sorry. Okay. whole reaction. I'm not to gonna Ridge. jump I'm not gonna jump the gun. Okay, we'll just wait till <laughs> we get there. Now we're gonna head to Deacon's apartment. Oh. He is worried about Sheila. And honestly, they have the same conversation again. Right. He she's crazy pants. She needs to get it out of her head. She can never have a relationship with Finn. And she grabs his face and she's like, never say never to me. And I was like, oh, Lord, this is not good. Yeah. And she tries, keeps trying to distract him every time she tries to seduce him. And, uh, but his, his he is cracking me up. His lines are His lines are the best. So you're always going to hear me repeating these lines because he is hilarious. But she says she's trying to distract him and he was like, I know what you're trying to do. And uh, so he tells her, you know, you can't have this relationship with Finn and Hayes. You got to get it out of your mind. Yeah, get the fantasy out of your mind. And he says, what is it going to take to get you to stop? A spanking? <laughs> and I was like, And yes. I just about died <laughs> because I, I got a note in my notebook, which you can buy for your own self on the merch store. <laughs> Um, At (laughs) (laughs) Amazon.com. My little handy-dandy notebook says, I made a note, and it says, Someone must be listening to our podcast, because we're always talking about Sheila paddling Deacon. Right? But now he's going to paddle her. (laughs) I'll volunteer. (laughs) But he's trying. He's, like, trying so hard at uh, those two. I just, they have such a good chemistry and everything, but it's like, you know, it's going to be a disaster. Oh, yeah. And it's like, I just wait till hope finds out. uh, He keeps trying so hard to keep her in reality and to, you know, convince her to do, I don't know, to to not 
be crazy. But I don't know. I just don't think it's going to work. But I, I don't understand. Guys, help me out. Where, what are we doing? Like, where are they going with this? Like, they've painted themselves into a corner, right? Like, Sheila can't go in public. We can't just keep having 500 of the same convos between her and Deacon. Like, it's obviously something's got to happen. I'm worried that she's going to kidnap that baby is what I'm worried about. That's what it seems like they're, they were leading to when she was holding the baby and everything. But I don't know. Is that too easy? Because now they're set that up in her mind that she might swipe him. But True. I don't know. It might. Now that they she might, saw how easy it was, they might shoot. go for it. She mm-hmm. walked right in the door and grabbed him. She's like, hello, get y'all some ring doorbells or something. Right? Okay. Thank you. <laughs> Little security, please. Oh, oh. I did want to mention oh, okay. that it did show that um, Deacon got a text and it said um, he was going to to meet someone at a hotel. And we, you know. We'll find out who that was, as I'm sure you already know. But Well, if you watch YNR, you definitely <laughs> know who she is. Okay, so the next day, it's the next day, because they changed clothes. Right. We're at Brooke's house, and Hope comes over, and Brooke tells her what Steffi did. Right, this is... And Hope is pure. Yes. So this is where we find out that Ridge was, you know, not there for the romantic night with Brooke. Yeah, like, he didn't right. show up until late. Right. And And she was already asleep. Yeah. This is the one time, and I mean one time, where Ridge actually is not at fault. He had no idea what was going on behind the scene or behind his back. I'm not sure how to word that. Right. But he didn't know what was going on. Well, regardless, obviously, Brooke is very upset. Very. And now... Now, so is Hope. ...is livid. She is so upset. And she, she says that... She's always wanted peace between the families. You know, the kids are, all of that stuff's like so important to Hope that, it you is. know, she wants them to get along. And she said, always, she's always wanted this peace between the families, but Steffi just went too far this time. Yep. And then we have a purse grab. Yep. Yep. <laughs> she grabs her purse and she storms out. She's going to go confront Steffi. That's right. You know, when they grab their purse, it's serious. It's very serious. So, shall we talk about their confrontation yes but let me add at this okay as this is all going on we also get a spencer men lunch break well i wasn't ready to go there yet because the spencer men we don't have to i mean we can do whatever but they're also talking about the same exact thing and i thought it was so funny to get bill's perspective on this well they're not talking about the Steffi thing, but they're talking about Brooke and Ridge's situation thing. And Hope's and Thomas's situation. Right. Okay, so I'm positive you have some really good notes on this uh, <laughs> Spencer lunch break. Well, you know when Bill appears, I'm paying extra close attention. Right. Because <laughs> no one knows you like Bill. Oh, That's a big secret. Oh, and if all the Wyatt, the, the Wyatt, yeah. I have a, a Wyatt sighting <laughs> listed on my notebook. Um, yeah, we get the Spencer boys together. That's always fun. In my experience so far, it's like when you see them together, something funny's happening, something's happening. Right. So, and if it was, like, um, they wanted to know why Bill summoned them Mm-hmm. to the restaurant and he was like i don't know what you're talking about you know he's, he's like to catch up 
Yeah, just want to catch up. And they were both like, what? I'm sorry, what? <laughs> Spend some time together. And they're like, uh, okay. And um, and then Liam was all like, so you got busted with by Ridge oh with Brooke in your gosh, arms? This was so funny. Oh, my gosh. And Wyatt's like, the look on Wyatt, Wyatt was like, oh, like, what? And he's so, he leans up on the table with his hands up under his chin. This is how Amanda looks when she thinks some good juicy gossip is fixing to be dropped. Yeah, because he didn't know this. And he was like, what? I was laughing so hard. I was like, look at him. He oh, is yeah, like, he, loves he is ready to get that gossip. And uh, so, of course, they were razzing on Bill, you know, and they're like, then, shouldn't you be any, like, nowhere near Brooke, like, ever? Thank you. Literally, <laughs> I said last episode, they have no business ever being in the same room. Ever. Well. Bill had some really good lines. Bill though. was hilarious. He was really ragging on Ridge. Yeah. He was, he just really irked that, you know, that it's like Ridge, Ridge controls all the parts of Brooke's life. Yeah, he can't stand that. He feels like Ridge is so controlling. Right. He is, though. And he is. But, yeah. So he says, tell him what he said. Well, he first <laughs> he said, I don't, I don't, I just don't get it. What does she see in that poser clown? He does <laughs> not deserve her. <laughs> then... Oh, my God, guys. I literally had to rewind it. I rewinded it, too. He called him an uptight, entitled, waste of skin. <laughs> I was like, did he just say what I think he said? <laughs> and he does not understand what Brooke sees in Ridge, period. Yes. I was like, oh, no, he just didn't. I was like, dang. I was, I was dying. Like, Bill is being savage today. Oh, yeah. yeah. So after he's like, okay, calm down. Yeah. It wasn't anything. I went over there to talk about Katie. Right. You can put your elbow back. <laughs> okay, Wyatt. They start talking about the Thomas and Hope thing because Liam tells Wyatt and Bill that he is upset because he thinks Thomas is just using Douglas to get close to Hope again. And I completely agree. Right. I think Liam is right on the money. I think that is exactly what he's doing. And I think that I don't know why Thomas thinks this, but I think Thomas always thinks he can get Hope away from Liam somehow by some miracle it's not gonna happen well and liam not only he he expressed not only his concern about hope about thomas using this situation but he was also talking about how stressful it is for hope to see steffi and thomas pushing ridge and taylor together right right And she gets distracted by what's going on over there because i mean let's right she's seeing all of this interaction between Taylor and Ridge and the and Steffi and Thomas pushing so hard. And Taylor basically in Ridge's lap. Right. And so Hope's very, you know, it stress it's she's stressed out about that too, because she doesn't know how much she should say to Brooke, how much she's you know Yeah, because she don't wanna make the war. She doesn't want to ratchet up the Logan Forrester war again. But that ship has sailed, girl. I think so, too. Ratchet it up. Because I want to <laughs> see it. Like, that ship has sailed. Yep. And 
And that scene kind of ends with Bill says, um, tells them that Brooke's a fighter. She is. And especially when it comes to Ridge. So he was kind of telling, true. you know, that Brooke doesn't have to be babied or coddled because she's a fighter. So, yeah, but that was a great. I love seeing the Spencer uh, boys together. I love, love, love Wyatt. Love Wyatt. I am so sad because he's not on. And I'm pretty sure it's because they don't know what to do with him. Because they don't have flow anymore. Right. So, after the boys leave, mm-hmm. guess who comes into the restaurant? Lee. Right. And I guess, I don't know if they're putting them together or not. Because so far, it's like, there is kind of an attraction. But they mainly talk about, like, you're so great. You're so great. You're so brave. You're so great. You're the bravest. You're a really good guy. Basically, they were just complimenting each other. And um, it's obvious that they have something. Some kind of admiration. Some mutual. Mutual? Mutual? (laughs) (laughs) Mutual admiration. Because I think it's very possible they're going to put these two together. But I don't know yet. Like, to me, it hasn't really gotten romantic yet right so i'm like i'm I'm on the fence because i don't know what's going on (laughs) yeah you know what i mean but yeah so they had bill had lunch twice (laughs) i'm not complaining i got to see bill longer but yeah screen time for bill is a plus there was a very short scene right before steffi goes to work and runs into hope there's a very small scene where taylor tells thomas and steffi for the millionth time, to stop wishing for the end of their father's marriage. And it does no good. They continue their parent trap campaign. Yes. Steffi goes to work. Thomas goes to work. And this is when Hope confronts Steffi. Okay. Steffi was extremely mean to Hope. Oh, yes. I don't, I don't understand. There's two things, okay? I think Steffi will always... Be mad that Hope got Liam. And I also think Steffi has feelings about the whole Beth situation. And that's just, you know, a little bit of it. Like, that's just two things. But I think Steffi will never really like Hope. Yeah. And it's funny because Steffi is the aggressor. She's always been the aggressor. Hope was with Liam first. Yeah. And and so, like, it's so funny to me. She makes Hope, like, the bad guy when I don't feel Hope is the bad guy. Yeah, Steffi just, she's, she, she feels like her actions, no matter what they are, are justified. Because she thinks her parents belong together. And however, whatever, whoever that hurt, it doesn't matter. Like, Hope really appeal to her about how the family should not be fighting. The family should be together. You know, they have kids that should be in their sisters and all of these things. And just Steffi just does not agree with that. She doesn't see her actions as a problem at all because she feels totally justified. Right. And I, and she, I she, don't, and that's, that's really weird to me. <laughs> I mean, that is not, no, like you can think that all you want, but that doesn't, that doesn't give you a clear license. Why does that make it true? <laughs> right. Because you think Well, it. and it doesn't give you a clear license to do whatever the hell you want. Right. You know? And she even mentioned um, that she's just acting like her grandmother and 
protecting the foresters, right? But here's the thing. Hope and Brooke are two totally different people. Like, Stephanie, her grandmother, used to attack Brooke for reasons that she didn't agree with. But Hope is not like Brooke, okay? Like, they're two different people. And just hating Hope because her mother is Brooke is insane to me. But Steffi's just totally treating Hope crazy. Like, I think it's just crazy. And Hope doesn't get why it always has to be a war. And she's like, you're not, what is wrong with you? Like, you've really crossed a line. You would not let my mom talk to Ridge. Like, that is crazy. What are you doing? And Steffi says she's proud of herself. She's not ashamed of herself. She is so proud of herself, even though she's acting like a child. She's, she would do it again. Mm Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. She feels like totally justified in her actions, even though her actions are way out of bounds. Like, I, I don't know. So in in the meantime, while Hope and Steffi are having their little powwow, Brooke and Taylor are having a little powwow. Yep. At the cliff house, they're getting into it because Brooke confronts Taylor. Tells her that she needs to get Steffi under control. And see, Taylor didn't know that this happened, though. So, because you know how Taylor is. She was all like, if this is true, if this actually happened, I'll talk to her. And I'm like, if? Do you want to see her cell phone to see the records? Like, come on. Yeah. And Um, there was a lot of nuggets in this. There was. And she makes a lot of, and of course, Taylor makes excuses for Steffi. And Taylor agrees her kids need to stop meddling in Brooke's marriage. And Brooke, she's like, I don't get why Steffi is focused on my family and my marriage when she has Finn back. And then Taylor's like, my daughter is worried about Ridge. She doesn't want him to get hurt again. And Brooke's like, oh, I see. So I'm a monster because of mistakes I've made in my past. But Steffi, oh, no, no, she's a sweet little angel who's never done anything wrong, right? And I was like, ooh. And then Taylor's like, but you don't make Ridge happy. And Brooke's like, but that's for Ridge to decide, not you. Right. And then Taylor's like, I'm not a homewrecker. Really? Brooke's like, what about Monaco? And Taylor's like, uh, uh, but see, that kiss was not planned. I don't care what you think, it wasn't planned. Oh, okay, sure. And then Taylor goes, the problem is your husband is in love with both of us. Yeah. And he is desperately trying to figure out if he wants to stay in his marriage with you or move on to a new life with me. The only reason he's agonizing about it is because y'all won't leave him the hell alone. (laughs) Right? Yes, yes. And you know Hope actually... Also confronts Thomas. Forgot to say that. Yes, I think that she think confronts might have been a little in the week. Thomas, because he tried to act all innocent, but then he admitted that he knew about it. Oh yeah, yeah. But Thomas is really good at deflecting. Anyway, I just got mad because she kind of let him off the hook. Yeah, and she, and that he, ticked me off. He wouldn't condemn. He was like, "Well, maybe it was a little strong." That's what he said. Yeah. About Steffi intercepting. But he wouldn't admit that it was wrong. But he wouldn't admit that it was wrong. He wouldn't condemn her for doing it. Um, Because they're just protecting their father, right? That's what they keep saying. It's absurd Um, to me. Like, protecting him from what? 
You guys do know that he recently ran away to Las Vegas with Shauna, right? And married her. And then Brooke forgave him. Because Shauna drugged him. Oh. Because Quinn told her to. Oh. Right. Because Quinn didn't want Brooke with Rich. Oh, that was a whole fiasco. She almost lost Eric. Well, she ended up losing him, actually. Okay. So now we're going to move to the, we're going to move on. I believe it's the next day now. Over at the Cliff House at Steffi's, Ridge comes over and I have never been so mad in my life. What does he say to her? Go ahead. Tell the people (laughs) what he says to her because what he should say and what he said is totally two different things. Yeah, he was, he didn't do anything. Thank you. She was like, um, he's like, you know, and she's like, oh, you heard about the phone call thing. And he's yeah, like. Yeah, because he was like, what happened? Yeah. And uh, she's like, oh, well, I hope you're not mad. Of course I'm mad. But and that's not what he no, said. No, <laughs> he said, no, just let me get my own phone. Okay. That's it, guys. That's Re- literally it. Really? Seriously? That's his strongest reaction. <sighs> Was that, you know, he said, made some little comment about, well, I mean, unless you're going to be my secretary, then just, you know, don't answer my phone, right? Uh, um, I'm ex- sorry, what? what? And it was the same with Taylor. <sighs> right before he came over, Taylor was like, Brooke was over here and she was really mad because of what you did with the phone. And you shouldn't be doing shady stuff. Yeah. She's like, please don't do shady stuff like that again. Seriously, people, seriously. And Steffi, again, you know, she doesn't see she did anything wrong. She's like, so she's like, whatever. Don't really care. You know, like, so this is how her bad behavior gets treated. Like, yeah, nobody do whatever you right. want. No outrage, no condemnation, like no insisting that she acknowledged that it was wrong. No, they're just like, oh, well, okay, whatever. Move on. I, I just couldn't get over this. Like, no. He should have said, this was totally unacceptable. You do not have to like Brooke, but you will respect her as my wife, or I will not come over here anymore. Do not touch my phone again. Like, we have a son together. That's ridiculous. Thank you. Like, oh, it's so infuriating. Then she's so mean. Like, she can, okay, she browbeats him so bad. She she guilt trips him so bad that he literally starts crying and having a meltdown and starts apologizing for I don't even know what really. Oh yeah. I have no idea what. He was so guilt ridden. He don't even know why he was apologizing. He was going on about how his he has made bad choices that affected his kids and his family and he's always been selfish and a bad example of a father and a husband and all these things. Um okay. Uh, what? <laughs> like just I I was like, "Oh good. We'll just give him some more ammunition." Because now they're going to say, was he said it. He said he, he made bad choices. Yeah, he basically made it sound like, oh, well, I picked Brooke. I made the bad choice. Right. Like, what? Right. That's what I thought. I was like, what is happening? Is he, like, is this the point where he's now choosing them? Right? That's what I was thinking. Is that where this is going? Because he's making this apology, like, like he realizes that choosing Brooke ruined everybody's life. I I, I don't know. I'm like, what? what is happening? Like, oh, and side note, choosing Brooke. He chose Brooke. 
I am so tired of Steffi and Thomas's history because it's not correct. None of the history that they have said recently is even correct. And I'm still infuriated that they're having Taylor drink when she's an alcoholic. I'm sorry. I'm not going to get over it. Okay. End scene. (laughs) I'm just mad about that. Like, you can't pick and choose history, guys. Okay? Well, you know, and in the meantime, you know, of course, so that little thing happens. And then they're having their little dinner and they're whatever. And, of course, it's as always, Ridge and Taylor are all, you know, like two inches apart laughing and talking and googly eyes and, you know, all the stuff they flirty, they, they do. And Steffi's like, see, see, this, y'all should be together. This is what Thomas and I wanted. You two back together. And I quote, the Foresters winning. And I was like, well, that's an interesting choice of words. Like, it really all boils down to whether the Foresters are winning. Like, wh- it's absurd. What is the, what is this? She is just on this Forrester versus Logan kick so hard. It's cra- It's cl- really clouding her judgment. Like, uh, bitch has a near-death experience <laughs> and turns evil. Like, that is crazy to me. I mean, usually that's like a, a thing that turns you to the good. Right? <laughs> like, what? You almost, you, you got your husband back. I mean, what are you doing? Like, no. <laughs> uh, you, what? I don't get it. And so then there's a moment, there's a few moments where Ridge and Taylor have a little conversation, like they're alone. And he goes on with her about how sorry he is about not being a good husband and how he regrets that he gave up his family long ago. Go back then. I'm so tired of him and is I'm so tired of him right now. Like, go. So I'm saying, these mixed, he's like, these mixed signals it's, are ridiculous. He's nuts. It's making him look insane. Yeah. I mean, you cannot have both of them. You have to choose. No wonder. They, I mean, they, of course they think that he, that they have a chance to get them back together because of the way he acts and the, now the way he talks. Yeah. See, we knew you loved mother. <laughs> like, come on. What? Yeah. So anyway. So now let's go to the exciting part. Now we're going to head to Eric's. Because (laughs) Brooke has decided that she needs to go visit Douglas and Thomas herself. I love Brooke, but I did not agree with this. Not only does she end up setting her own self up, but she also, okay, she also, she caused a fight when when she shouldn't have. And she also overreacted a little. I agree. In in the first scenes i would i agree all right so she walks in and thomas is cutting up an apple with a knife for douglas, for douglas. Mm-hmm. and he stabs a piece and he hands it to him and brooks like oh my goodness oh my you you don't have anything safer to cut an apple with what the hell do you cut an apple with Right. I'm sorry. Can you even cut an apple with a butter knife? (laughs) You better use them teeth. You better just bite that sucker. I'm like, what? (laughs) Why are you? She's like really reacting to him cutting this apple up. And I'm like, I love Brooke. But what are you doing? Yeah. 
It was quite the, it was quite the overreaction at that point. She's overreacting about the wrong things. Okay. So Thomas and Brooke get into it as usual. Douglas leaves. Let me add that part. Douglas goes upstairs. He goes to go play. And Thomas and Brooke get into it. Way into it. And this, guys, uh, the stuff that he said. Again, history is not correct. So, um, well, she starts in with the, um, the phone call, you know, she's like, you knew what she did. And he's like, uh, yeah. And she's like, you're supposedly changed, but you went along with it. Right. And he says, she's like, you know, he actually says, well, was there an emergency? Is there a reason you interrupted our family get together? And Brooke was like, uh, no. I don't need an emergency to talk to my own husband. Thank you. And then she says she was planning a special evening. <gasps> what he said. Oh, and he said, well, did it include a red teddy and some giggling? Because he's seen that so many times. He's probably bored. I was like, oh, how dare you? Wow. I put, wow. How rude. <laughs> and Brooke says it was wrong. To intercept my phone call, okay, and, like, the fact that you don't see that is, okay, that proves Right, that's an issue. And she's like, I just want y'all to respect my marriage to your father. And by the way, Douglas needs to return to Hopes. He has to come home. And then Thomas says, says who? You? And I was like, oh, Oh, gosh. And then he's like, I know it's hard for you, Brooke, but you need to stay out of people's lives. Then he says. Which is hilarious because he tells, he tells her, right? Tells Brooke, Thomas tells Brooke that she needs to stay out of the Douglas issue, right? And he says, is his and Hope's issue to work out? So stay out of our lives, okay? But isn't that hilarious because all that he can do is butt in. To right. Taylor and, um, yeah, to Taylor and Ridge and Brooke and all that. I mean. That's all t- they do do. All they do. <laughs> that's all they do do. They're butt. Because they're full of doo-doo. They butt right in with their doo-doo. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, that was some nerve to tell somebody else to, to stay out of their business, basically. Oh, he doubled down. He said, me and Steffi have decided to put all this behind us because the foresters are rising up. His parents' time together has finally come. And you know what's something else I got mad about? Oh, they went through all kind of stuff. Thomas says that she... No. That his mother, Taylor, is a thousand times the woman that Brooke is. He also says, basically, all of his problems are Brooke's fault. Right. And Brooke's like, oh, I'm sorry for stepping in when your mother was gone. And I'm like, their history, it's killing me, their history. Because he's like, you just, you just got all up in our business, right? Like, you're just the evil stepmom or whatever. Yeah. It's not her fault. That Taylor died. You know, like, I don't... Taylor disappeared, okay? Presumed dead. That is not Brooke's fault. Oh, yeah. He went after Brooke. Oh, he was yeah. Like, he went off. He was like, you know, it's it's because of you that I'm... If I have any issues, it's because of you. And she was the bad influence on a child. 
mm-hmm. is what he said. She was the one always lurking around his family. Lurking. <clears throat> hurting his grandmother and his mother. Then he called her, oh, he called her an oversexed gold digger, bulldozing her way through his father, grandfather, and uncle. And he knows the things she said behind his back about him. Uh, that affects a child, is what he said. And then she was like, oh, you mean like when I, you mean the time when I stepped in as your stepmother when your mom was not around? Right, to try to help your dad. Like, you're the, she told him, you're the one who made all these bad mistakes and all these bad choices. Yeah, it's not my fault, mm-hmm. you're crazy pants. Of course, you know, he said she wouldn't take any responsibility, and she says he wouldn't take any responsibility. We're both the same. <laughs> then um, he says, soon, Brooke's reign of terror mm-hmm. and her grip on his father will end. And guys, uh, he's like, mark my words, Brooke, they will end. Here's where she should have overreacted. Okay, he was waving the knife at her. Right. Now, he was pointing it at her, waving it at her, right. saying, mark my words, Brooke. That's the part she should have reacted exactly. to. Exactly. Now, at some point, because... Not the dang apple. While all of this was happening. Right, okay. Thomas had put the, you know, the knife, the apple, all that's down on the table. Okay. Right. Douglas is gone from the room, right? During, at some point during this conversation of their heated conversation back and forth he picked up that knife and was holding it in his hand and by the end of the conversation he was holding that knife up pointing it at her yeah waving it around right. pointing it at her very menacingly um yeah that's the problem did she that's over- the part she should have been worried about did she overreact when he she walks in and he's cutting up an apple for his son yes yes Absolutely, 100%. How, I don't understand how else you would cut an apple. Right. But the fact that he went back to that knife when they were in an argument and And, was pointing it at her and waving it at her and being very, almost threatening. He was being aggressive. That's the issue. Right. I don't think anybody, and they keep saying with this whole knife issue, he would never hurt Douglas. He would never hurt Douglas. Well, that didn't really cross my mind that... That he would use the knife to hurt. Just because he has the knife and he wouldn't hurt Douglas. Doesn't mean he won't hurt anyone. Doesn't mean <laughs> he wouldn't take a knife and hurt someone else. Right. Right. And obviously, he's the one who went back to the table and picked it up. There's no apple in the picture at all. The the apple's gone. <laughs> Picking up a knife during a heated uh, argument yeah, is I, not the way to go. I was so confused by this. And Brooke doesn't tell anybody that that's the issue. Right. She doesn't say the important part. Right. She, she doesn't let, tell anybody that. She lets everybody focus on the apple scene. Which makes her look dumb because how else would you cut an apple? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right. That's the problem. Yes. The problem is that he went back to that knife. Right. Which is an issue. And I don't understand why she didn't. Why that wasn't the, why that wasn't the issue, right? The cutting the apple up for Douglas is not is not a problem. The going back to that knife in the middle of a discussion of a heated argument actually is a problem, right? Anyway, I don't and know. That's how Friday ends with Brooke and Thomas still arguing. 
Okay, guys, so that brings us into week two, which is the 26th through the 30th. 30th. So the week starts at Eric, and Thomas and Brooke are still fighting. I'm telling you, this is scary. This is a red flag alert. A red flag alert. (laughs) For sure. Definitely. Because he's... Even she says, this seems like a threat. Because he's like, you're not going to do it. And he's like, (laughs) throwing the knife around. You know, like, keep it up. Keep it up. That's what he keeps saying to her. And it's like, this is like the old Thomas. Yeah, this has gone beyond I'm cutting an apple for my son. Okay. So, yes. Red flag alert. Definitely. Now we go to Steffi's house, the Cliff house. And um, can we just say inappropriate? (laughs) Well, Taylor and Ridge conversation continues from Friday. Inappropriate. Yes. Always too close. Always too flirty, you know. And I don't blame her because she says, um, I'm confused by... Monaco. Like, why did you kiss me? Like, I'm confused by this. And then she says, well, if we're meant to be, we'll be. And he was like, oh, is that right? Wait, what? Yeah, all smiley. Like, <sighs> um, yeah, I don't know. He's so confused. No wonder they're so, she's confused. I know. And she's like, what are you fighting for over there? Do you really want that for the rest of your life? Right. Apparently, yes. Or uh, apparently no. I don't know. I'm so confused. Like, yes, no. Who knows? But, um, yeah. And and speaking of um, not knowing what the hell's going on. <laughs> um, so he apparently, you know, he's having this heart to heart with Taylor. And they're having their, you know, how they do. And he just got done with his big crying, guilt ridden, how he's made wrong choices speech. And then the next time we see him, he's over at Brooke's house in a... Lip lock. It's true. He's in a, a serious lip. They were having a serious lip lock. And yeah. then they were both like, oh, I needed that so much. And he's like, yeah, me too. I'm like, what What the? What? He yeah. just left Taylor pouring his heart out and his tears out and all his business. And then goes right over, right straight to Brooke. Yeah, it's it was totally crazy to me too. I was like, um... I got little side notes on here. I'm like, I'm trying to recover from the whiplash I'm getting from watching him go from one to the next. I'm like, I can't with him. He is. Oh, I cannot with him. I've been, I cannot with him for like years. (laughs) (laughs) And then, uh, well, then the moment's broken because Brooke drops the bomb that she went to see Thomas. And he goes, why do you do these things? (laughs) Because she's concerned about Douglas, about his safety, and she tells Ridge about the knife, but not in the way we described the knife. Thank she you. just says he had a knife, and she was very worried about that, very concerned. And of course, Tom, um, Ridge takes up for Thomas. Ridge says Brooks just overreacting. I'm sure there was an explanation, and you know she is overreacting. Da-da-da. You know I love her. But she's overreacting. And I don't, I do not feel Douglas is in any kind of immediate bodily harm. Danger. Danger. Right. Right. Like, I don't, I'm not saying Thomas won't mess him up mentally. Right. Okay. I'm just saying (laughs) that I don't think Thomas would hurt him physically at this point. Now, 
Right. And everybody keeps reiterating that. Right. Thomas would never hurt Douglas. I no. mean, he has before. Well, that's that's where the rug things. But we're supposed to just forget that. Right. Happened. Well, this is not that rug. Oh, this is stupid <laughs> history, right? <laughs> this is this is incorrect history. Right. Again. But he's doing Thomas is doing so good now. So let's say you know everybody's like he would never injure him. And I would buy that. I'm like, okay, yeah, you're probably right. I don't feel like Amanda said, I don't feel like he's in immediate bodily harm. No. Danger. But that had nothing to do with the fact that he was pointing the knife and waving it around and threatening Brooke. She didn't tell Ridge the right part. Right. So I don't, I don't know what, it's it's not, it's not the concern for Douglas. It's like, I don't think Thomas is going to hurt Douglas. But that does not mean that Thomas might not hurt someone else. So, I don't know. Then, it's like apples and oranges. <laughs> Good one. <laughs> no pun intended. That just came right out. Yeah, no pun intended. Oh, but then she she makes a humongous mistake. Because then she doubles down, right? Instead of backing down or saying, all right, then you go get the knife and bring it home, whatever. She doubles down and she sets herself up by saying, I'll call Child Protective Services if I have to, Reg. I will. Don't you ever Again, love Brooke, but don't don't you ever ever threaten to call Child Protective Services on my child. Yeah. Now you've now you've crossed the line, ma'am. You're talking about Steffi crossing lines. Now you've crossed the line. Don't you ever ever say that you would do that on my child again. Right? Not acceptable. Right. And even if you don't have any intention of doing that, maybe she was just trying to get. To let him know how serious she is. And about, you don't threaten with that. Right. But what I'm maybe in her her thought process was if I say that I would do that, that's how concerned I am about Douglas's safety. That's how concerned that's how what I what a big deal I feel it is. I don't know that she was saying it like she was fixing to pick up the phone and call. I think no, she was she saying wasn't, but you I would do say it that. if I was pressed to do it. Now, I agree. I don't think you ever say that to someone, especially That's a horrible thing to do. Who is um who is so adamant and defending their son or their their child or whatever that they're doing a great job um as a parent. Yeah, you can't that's like drawing a line, you know, like that's that wasn't the best place to go. No, not Brooke, at all. That was not a good move on Brooke's part at all. I did not agree with that. Okay, now we're headed over to Deacon's apartment. And the main reason that we're going to cover this is because of the funny lines (laughs) that he had. Because it's the same conversation, literally, word for word, the same conversation as last week. Yeah. But it's funny because Deacon's all worked up. And he's, he's pacing. He's pacing around the apartment. Sheila's lounged out on the sofa with the... Remote TV remote in her hand. Right. And and she's like, what is going on? What is wrong with you? And she's like, I'm trying to watch my stories. Which, oh my God, guys. I, I was like, no, they didn't. That's hilarious. Yes. It was so funny. She was like, what are you doing? She's like, I'm trying to watch my stories. And <laughs> Bravo, writers. <laughs> so funny. And uh, so she has to turn off her stories. 
Which makes her mad. Because, you know, Deacon is just doing his Deacon thing. And he's like, one screw up, one screw up, and we're going to end up back in prison. <laughs> yes, we know. And then he says, um, he, so he, of course, he's telling her, you got to give up this delusion. And he says, oh, I, I mean, this dream you have. <laughs> yeah. And then she acts all innocent. And she's like, what dream? And then he says, do I look like I have dumbass tattooed across my forehead? <laughs> And she's still trying to act, like, all innocent, too. He said, you know what I'm talking about. I was like, oh, my gosh. He is so, he's so funny. And he's like, I got to go to work, okay? I've got to go to work. And she's like, oh, okay, just leave me here all by myself to stare at these four walls. Just do that. Yeah, she's like, go see people. Go enjoy yourself. I'll just be here by myself. Yeah, and she stomps off and goes and slams the door. To the, uh, it's the bathroom or the bedroom. I'm not sure. She slams the door and Deacon says, um, when did this become like a real marriage? And I have, guess what? I had, I have insider info. James text Sean and Sean told him that he ad lived that. That was not in the script. He threw it in, and they didn't say anything. They let it slide, and he was like, yes, I got, a, I got one in. <laughs> he is so funny. That was a really good ad lib. And he has a, a little packet, like a little package that he pulls out of his jacket and looks at and then puts it back, and I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. And so he's got to go to work. Goes to work. So, and I guess our next mention should be... Um, well, they did have a special visitor in town. Oh, yes. We're going to go to Forrester now. We're going to Forrester Creations, y'all. Uh, Nikki Newman has arrived. And I'm going to tell you guys, if you don't watch YNR, Nikki Newman is like Brooke Logan level. She, she's royalty. She's the queen of that soap. Yes. So... In case you don't know who she... I don't know who on earth doesn't know who Nikki Newman is, but in case you don't, that is who she is. And she is coming to get a dress for her granddaughter, Summer, because they're doing a vow renewal on the other show. Eric and Ridge apparently personally designed this this dress. Question. What did you think of the dress? Because it's quite controversial, apparently. Oh. A lot of people thought it looked like a deranged bird. <laughs> And then other people thought it was gorgeous. So, like, um, Tammy thought it was beautiful. She thought the color was beautiful. I will say it's not something that I would think Summer would wear. But I agree. I liked the color. I think I thought it was really pretty. I mean, it definitely looked couture. It did look couture, yeah. Yeah. So, I guess that's what you're going for when you're super wealthy. Right. When you're a fashion house. Yeah. Oh, and I'm sorry. I was just going to throw in while we're on the fashion. I was going to throw in. I have a little side note somewhere in here. I had a little fashion note. I thought it might be about the dress. It wasn't about the dress. It was about Thomas. Thomas had on this white button-down shirt that had, like, some black strap details. Yes, he did. And it kind of looked like a gun holster, like a shoulder holster. It did. (laughs) And so I was kind of like, um... Is that a, you know, it looked like it could have been a detective. She really got scared. She was like, oh my God, did they give him a gun? She just don't want to say it. <laughs> I was like, 
that he, the whole knife thing was happening, and then I realized that um, she's like, he got a gun. <laughs> He, you know, but you know, like when police detectives yeah. like have on just their white, their button down shirt and their holster. Yeah. Like that's what it kind of looked like. It did. And he looked good in it. But it looked, I mean, when I realized, okay, no, it's just fashion. It's just a detail. It's not a whole gun holster. You right. can calm down. Right. <laughs> You're like who would give him a gun? I loved it. I thought yeah. it was amazing, honestly. I thought he looked that's so what, good in yeah, that. What drew my eye to it because it was different. And then, and then I was like, oh, shoot. Then I was like, oh, it's Thomas. He had a gun. (laughs) But anyway, that was just my fashion note because I thought that he looked really smashing in it. Anyway, I just thought I just made a fashion note for some reason. Lord, he's so hot. (laughs) Good Lord. You don't understand. Like, he's so tall that I feel like that catches people off guard. If you watch the video of him and Tammy, when Tammy interviewed him, he's so tall. Mm. It's very... Um, He's eye-catching, isn't yes. he? Yes. And the actress who plays Hope said that when... Because we interviewed her a long time ago. And she said when um, she was going to do her screen, um, her test screening with him, mm-hmm. she said she walked in and literally she went, oh. <laughs> because he was so... She said he was so handsome and so tall. And like he took over the room. And she walked in and was like, oh... <laughs> Hello? <laughs> I was like, girl, I don't blame you. I would have done the same thing. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, I don't know. I heard there a rumor that there's an, a past episode where he might be dressed up like Fireman. He was. So, hey, that might be something. That's worth just, you looking up. Just a little nugget. It might be something in the future we talk about. <laughs> it's, def- it's definitely worth looking up, guys. All right. Okay. Not to get us back on track. Because Thomas is very hot. <laughs> and um, it's real easy to go down the rabbit hole. Okay. So. <laughs> Sorry about that. Just right back on track. <laughs> and say that Nikki did not only come to town for a dress. Okay. If you are watching Young and the Restless, then you already know she also came to get dirt on Diane. If you're not familiar with YNR, basically Diane is um, an evil person, like a Sheila type. <laughs> and um, they're trying to get dirt on her to get her out of town. And guess who might have dirt? Deacon. Deacon. Of course. Yes. So Nikki goes to El Giardino. Uh, of course. <laughs> That's the only, only place to go. Where Deacon works. And so she goes there to get that little package that right. he um, showed us earlier. And that in that package is is a photo, and this photo is incriminating evidence against Diane, apparently. Mm. And the thing that got me was when Nikki she gets the envelope, and I'm sorry, Deacon was being so creepy. He was like, you looking good, girl. And then when she goes to walk off, he's like checking her out. Did oh, you I see know, him? I know. That was and so guess who's standing there watching the whole thing? None other than Lena. <laughs> Lena. <laughs> it looks like her mask is, uh, she got a little I refreshed. Think, I think she refreshed. I think she got a little refreshed because it wasn't so wrinkly, like, on the mouth. But I, for a second, I thought, oh, crap, she's going to recognize her. I know she's going to recognize her. I was kind of disappointed that she didn't. She looked 
at she looked at her like like hmm you look familiar right but that, then yeah mm, and then she just kept going though and right. i was like dang it <laughs> but it might clip maybe you know like later on she might be like oh my god they, they did keep reminding nikki that sheila's dead remember like Eric told her twice, right? Um, um, that's past tense. She's dead. Remember? Oh, right. oh, yeah, that's right. Because right. <laughs> they did do a little reminiscing in the off when she was getting the dress. Yeah, about all the havoc Sheila's wreaked recently and in the past. And, yeah. So, um, yeah. So they're they're like, but she's dead. She's dead. Yeah. Don't don't yeah. forget she's dead. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now we're gonna head over to Eric's house. The Forrester Mansion, because Taylor has now shown up and Thomas is pouting. (laughs) Yeah, so he tells his mom how Brooke came to see him and tell him he's crazy and give Dulles back, basically. And I can't. I cannot because he, this is what he says. Brooke loves to put her own spin on things and paint me in the worst possible light. (laughs) Hello, pot kettle really yeah because because you know she made a big deal because i had a knife and i was cutting an apple with it i mean just way out of proportion right and he's really intense in this moment yeah then he gets into he tells um brooke i mean i'm sorry he tells his mother that he told brooke that his issues were all her fault right and he won't let her hurt his family again And then he says, like, very intensely, he says, he will protect his mom and family at all costs. And it was very intense. Very intense. And Taylor even had a... She had a look. She had a look. I was wondering if you noticed. I noticed. Like, a questionable type, um, concerned, slightly look. She did have a look. I didn't know if it was just me, so I'm glad you confer. No, I noticed (laughs) that... her. Yeah. That's the word. I noticed <laughs> that she was looking sus. Yeah. Because he was a little intense. Mm-mm. Okay. Now we're going to head to Forrester. We're in both offices. Okay. We're in two places at once. You didn't know that was possible, did you? We are in the executive office with Ridge and Thomas. And across the hall in the design office, we are with Brooke and Hope. And then Liam does walk in. Not sure about the time. Like, I think they're, they are talking for a couple minutes and then Liam walks in. So, with Ridge and Thomas, <laughs> Thomas is tattletelling on Brooke, basically. Right. He's, he's whining because she'll never think out, I'm changed. And, you know, Ridge is like, well, she's just concerned about Douglas and la la la. Then she's never going to believe I changed. Right. Because you didn't change. Okay? So here we go. Ridge don't know what the heck he was thinking. What Ridge is so infuriating. Oh, he's something. Why, so, you know what? How about taking a lesson on how to be a loyal husband? How about that? Yeah. Well, he proceeds to tell Thomas uh, that Brooke said she would call CPS on him if she had to. Tells him that for no, there's knowing how they feel about Brooke, how they, how much they can't stand her, how much, and how much grief they've been giving her, right? Rich just goes right on ahead and proceeds to, to say that that's what she said. And then, to, and then it's like, oh, but I told her no, that, you know, we'll handle it. So it's all good now. 
Oh yeah, it's it's so good. So I was like, um, why would you add fuel to that fire? Cause he's a dumbass. <laughs> he apparently does have dumbass tattooed across his head. <laughs> Thank you. Ah, uh, but it's so. Ah, uh, I thought, why would you do that? You, it's stirring the pot. Very much stirring the pot. That there was no need for him to to say to that. say that particular thing. There wasn't. Because she didn't mean it. She was just making a point. Well, and they left, sort of left their conversation b- between Ridge and Brooke. That conversation sort of seemed su- su- smoothed out. Like, right. You know, he was like, we, you know, I'll hand, you know, we always handle it within the right. family. And, you know, and she's like, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. So why, in, why would you tell Thomas that? I don't understand what he, what, it was stupid. It was very stupid. And you know what? Continuing stupid, okay? I'm also mad at Brooke. If you go across the hall, Brooke is now telling the story to Hope. And Liam does walk in at some point. He does. She's telling the story, but she doesn't tell the most important part. Like, she's trying to explain that she doesn't think Thomas has changed. Well, to prove that, you don't talk about him cutting a stupid apple. You talk about him threatening you and waving the knife around. And the mean things he was saying to her. Because if Hope heard the horrible things Thomas was saying, she would even be like, oh, okay, you claim you've changed, but you're... You're being, you're, you're saying the hateful. same exact things right. you always said before, and you know that's my mom. Like, mm. yeah, I don't like equally dumb because she's going on and on about the stupid knife and the apple, and it's like that is not even Liam was like, well, like he was just cutting the apple, right. like he didn't like, let like Douglas play with he it didn't or anything. give him the knife, right? No, like he was just cutting the apple, like they're they're all make like it's making her look dumb, right? It's all about this apple cutting, right? It's not. It's not. It's not. It's like once that knife went down on that table, the apple went back in the bowl. That that part's done. He picked it. He picked it up again. It, that's different. Right. It's different. And she's not saying the she's not. Part. Right. She's not explaining that and not impressing how that was a big deal. That know? was equally as and frustrating. It's not about the apple. I'm like, oh, so driving me crazy. I know. <laughs> and I got you addicted to it. Oh, and we should mention, too, that um, also amongst all these little conversations, Steffi went and saw Taylor. At her office. At Taylor's office. And then and Taylor tells her that she talked with Thomas and that Brooke was saying all these horrible things about her brother. And they had a little powwow and, you know, pretty much just bashed Brooke. Oh, Steffi is appalled. Right. To hear that Brooke said her brother Thomas is dangerous. Right. When will she let up? I mean, the attacks are just getting worse and worse. Attacks? <laughs> what? You are attacking at Brooke, and she is just trying to defend herself. If you go after my marriage, we gonna have problem. Like, do you expect her to not retaliate whatsoever? I don't. 
I don't know what they think. They're they're very um I don't know. Self righteous. I don't know what the what the deal is. But anyway, so we had all these little mini conversations going on about this Thomas incident with the knife and you know. Oh my god. And then Steffi has the nerve to say, you know what? Brooke needs to worry about Hope's inability to compromise. What? You have got some nerve biatch, okay? What are you talking about? Thomas has had Douglas for weeks and not brought him home. And Hope has not even caused any kind of trouble. No. She hasn't caused any problems about it. She ain't happy about it, but she's not causing any problems. Right, and she's not pushing it. Right. What? (laughs) Steffi is delusional. I think getting shot has really messed her up. Like, I'm not lying. She's become delusional. I think, was there a... She's gonna turn into Sheila. Was there a lack of oxygen to her brain for any amount of time? Maybe. I have no idea. I don't know either, but... Okay, so we have all of these conversations going on. Taylor and Steffi, Brooke, Hope, and Liam, and... Ridge and Thomas. So all these conversations are going on. Everyone's talking about the stupid apple (laughs) and the stupid damn knife. Okay. We do have a Charlie sighting, which we don't get very often. And for whatever reason, Charlie was running into everything. (laughs) I I was like, okay, maybe he needs new glasses. So Ridge is going to go to Eric's, to the Forrester Mansion, to spend time with Douglas. And I believe Thomas is going to stay and do some work. I think right. he had a meeting or something. Yeah. I don't know. And Ridge leaves and he goes to Eric's. And he, everything's great. He's yeah. spending time with Douglas. They're playing chess. Everyone's happy. And Ridge asks Douglas, are you happy living here? Are you happy staying here? I don't think that's the right question. <laughs> I would have said... I'm just curious, do you miss your mom and Beth and Liam? Do, do you want to go visit? Like, how are you feeling? Right. That was the correct answer. Because, of course, he's having fun at Eric's. It Eric's house has everything. It's a mansion. Right. right. I would probably never leave if I was Eric, <laughs> for real. So, so, there's a knock at the door. And guess who it is? Oh, you're never going to guess. You'll never guess. Two agents from none other than CPS. Yeah. Okay. Now we know this is not good. <laughs> so I believe Thomas shows up. Yeah. He kind of comes. at the, they're, they're standing at the door. Right. And Ridge is like, what the heck? Yeah. And Thomas comes home, you know, and kind of comes. And he's like, what the heck is going on? Yeah. Um, so they say, you know, we we got a call and we are here to do a child wear, welfare check. And we check every call. Right. Like every call we get, we have to so check. So we need to speak to Douglas. Douglas. And of course, Ridge is being so Ridge. Bidge. Bidge. <laughs> bidge, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Ridge is acting like a bitch. Thank you. <laughs> All right. That's got, what I'm that combined the two words. <laughs> right? She was like, I just made a new word. That's Ridge's new name. Right? Yeah. He was being over dramatic about, you know. I mean, granted, I'd be extremely upset, but like, calm down. You know, the child is not in danger. Right. And you need to, like, being hostile is probably not the best way to be in front of the CPS agent. Right, right. Like, like <laughs> act. 
acting all dramatic and crazy, probably not the best thing in front of them. Right. But anyway. So they just basically need to uh, speak to Douglas and make sure everything's cool. Right. Basically. So they're they're like, okay, well, uh, you know, Thomas is like, okay, you know, come on in. As soon as I saw this, I was like, oh, no. Because you know, you automatically know she did not call. You know she didn't. Yeah. it's When you see them, you're like, oh, this is a setup. Uh-huh. This is absolutely a setup. Yeah. So they question Douglas about, you know, does he, you know, how's he doing? Does he feel safe there? Da, da, da. And Douglas is like, yeah, it's great here. Da, da, da. So like, okay, so they felt good after their little questioning of him. And so they're like, okay, well, now we need to, you know, question Thomas. Yeah, we need to talk to your dad. Right. So they just dis- dismiss Douglas from the room. And so then they ask, you know, Thomas some questions. And then they're like, well, we heard that there was an incident with a knife. Yeah, they did say that. And um, (laughs) so Thomas is like, it was, it's just a little knife. I was cutting an apple up with it, you know. And they're like, well, can we see the knife? And he's like, well, sure. So he gives, gets the knife. He shows it to him. He's like, in fact, just keep it. Just keep it. He's like, I don't even want it here. If anyone would think that I could do something that would injure my child, then I don't even just I don't even want it in my present. Right. right. And you you know Ridge. Ridge is like, we I want to know who called. I want to know who called. Right. Ridge has got the um how dare anyone question right. the foresters. They attitude. made a mistake. They made a mistake. And of course they don't give out that information. Right. So anyway, the CPA CPS agents <laughs> are, um, there's, they seem to be satisfied and they, it, you know, everything looks on the up and up. So they didn't seem concerned. I don't think it was going to be an issue, you know. So yeah. they're like, okay, well, you know, we've seen all we need to see here. You know, y'all have a nice day. Yeah. We're going to close the right. case. It seems fine. And then they leave. And so then it's, we got to find out who made this call. Right. Right. Oh, and Thomas was, he he was the ringleader. Oh. Of, oh, I've already got it figured out. This is why I thought it was Thomas. Because he had an answer for everything. I already have it figured out. You know, such and such of such and such. Remember he used to work for us? Like, this took thought. You didn't, in five seconds, go through your Rolodex and be like, <laughs> you know what? This dude that used to work for our company, like, a, apparently, like years, years ago. ago, you know what? I think he works for CBS. Like, this is why I thought it was Thomas, or either he was definitely in on it. Because he had an answer for everything. Yeah. Dad. Dad. You know what? I think I know who did it. Right? And it's like, oh, I know who did it. Mm-hmm. Well, of course, he it, he points the finger at Brooke. Of course. And so Ridge gets on the phone, and he calls Brooke. And he's like, I have to ask you this, because CPS just showed up over here, and I need to know. And considering you just said you would call them, (laughs) did you call them? And she's a little flabbergasted, like a little bit like shocked. I think she's thinking, oh, crap, somebody's setting me up. Right. That, you know, he would ask her. But of course, she's like, oh, uh, I understand. I understand why he would take his anger out towards me. And anyway, so she's like, "Uh, no, I didn't. Yeah. She's like, of course not. I did not. No, it wasn't me. So... Bridge hangs up and he's like, okay. He's like, she said it wasn't her. And Thomas is like, well, of course she said it wasn't her. And he's like, she never lies, right? Right. And then Ridge is like, look, 
I believe her. If she said she didn't do it, she didn't do it. Right. Right. She she wouldn't lie to me. She would not lie to me. Yeah. That's and he's he like, oh, she wouldn't. And then he starts naming all her past transgression. Right. What about Bill? Oh, what about Deacon? Oh, 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 she wouldn't lie to you except to keep herself out of trouble. Right. Okay. Oh, God. <laughs> I feel sorry for Brooke because in this one situation, she didn't, like, she truly didn't call. Like, it. this is, oh, crap. And so this is where they decide um, that where Thomas just miraculously remembers the guy that Amanda was talking about previously that worked for them. Oh, yeah. He just uh, magically remembers this guy that used to work there years ago. Right. Who he thinks is a consultant for CPS. And I'm like, please, CPS do not, doesn't have a consultant. Right. I'm going to let that just go right <laughs> under that rug. Yeah, so. And while all this is going on, Liam is at Brooke's house. And they're discussing all of this stuff. And he can tell she's really upset. Guys, <laughs> I gotta tell, this messed my head up. So I've gotta say it to mess your head up also. Oh gosh. James and Tammy said, do you think, actually James said, I don't wanna even put Tammy in it. James said, do you think they're setting up a Brooke and Liam hookup? And me and Tammy just lost it. We were like, don't, how dare you? Don't you, do not dare. How dare you say something like that? And then James goes, um, she did sleep with her daughter's husband. That's how hope came about. And we was like, James, you don't speak on that. Okay. You don't bring that up. You don't talk about it. <laughs> we were like, that is beyond, that is so beyond the point, James. <laughs> and he was like, oh, I'm sorry. And I was like, she did sleep with Hope's boyfriend once, but it was an accident. Okay? It was an accident. She thought it was rich. Oh, snap. No, I, it just freaked me out because I don't think Liam would ever do that. I don't I don't think that would be the case either. I, well, I mean, Liam has cheated on Hope, but I just don't think he would ever do that with her mother. Yeah, I don't. I but I just, he messed up my head. Like, I'm literally <laughs> traumatized, and I wanted to do that to you guys. <laughs> You're welcome. Well, um. Oh, but their conversation is, basically, she's, she tells him what happened. And she's very upset. And then they're trying to figure out, like, who could do it, right? Like, who would do it? And for a second, I thought maybe Liam did it. <laughs> But then I thought, no, I don't think Liam would do that because he loves Brooke. He wouldn't do that to Brooke. Yeah, I don't I don't think so. And Brooke says, Thomas's judgment is just not sound. And Liam's like, yeah, like he totally agrees. I think at some point, Hope, I think at some point, Hope might join this conversation. Yeah, I have a conversation uh, with Brooke, Liam, and Hope. Yeah, I believe at some point Hope joins this conversation. And and this was interesting because she, um, you know, they're, of course, Brooke and Liam are trying to impress how worried they are for Douglas's safety. And that the knife incident was scary. And But Hope defends Thomas. Like, oh, and she's, it's infuriating. Like, like, she's like, but he's made such great progress. It's been a long time since he's done anything. And she's lying. You know, she hopes... Uh, she says that she'll address it, right? That she'll talk with Thomas about it and whatever. And they're like, you know, Hope and Lee are like, this is that. Yeah, uh, you, you always know? say that. And 
But uh, then he told he said at least two, at least two inappropriate things to her. Right. I don't understand how she can act like, oh no. Uh-uh, he's completely changed. Right, it's like he's made so much progress. And and then she sort of defends herself. And she was like, you know, that... They need to trust it's her. It's her son, you know, and that she, oh. they, they, they not think that she's watching out for him, that she's got her eyes open, that she's looking and watching. No, obviously not. That Douglas, you know, and she says, and Douglas wants to be there. Um, He's having fun, you know. He's, he's a child. He though. wants to be there. And that was... They said, well, he's not really old enough to be making those sort of decisions. And she's like, but he's mature enough. If something was going on that was making him uncomfortable, I think he would tell me. He would tell us because he has in the past. Right. But he did, you don't realize if you're getting mentally manipulated. Right. So, and and Brooke was like, well, that's a lot of, th- lot of pressure to put on a child. So, anyway, they so they were, you know, I just thought it was interesting that Brooke, I mean, that Hope sort of took that, like, defense of herself. Yeah, she took it personal. Right? Like, like well, y'all think that I'm not watching out for him? You think that I'm not looking, you know, and that I'm not... Why do you think I'm over there? Why do you think I'm... You know? Right. And their point... And Liam had an excellent point. Um, I don't know if it was this conversation, conversation, but he said, you know, yeah, you see it. You see how he's doing over there. You see that he... You say... I mean, you see that he's fine. We don't. Yeah, but we're not invited. Yeah, we we don't get to see... We haven't seen squat, basically, <laughs> you know? Like, yeah, we have to take your word for it, you know? Because we're not even invited over. Right. So Liam's concern is that Thomas is using this situation to get to hope, ultimately. Right. Right? So as long as Douglas is over there at the Forrester Mansion, Brooke is in a difficult position of she has to go there. I'm sorry. Hope. (laughs) Hope is in a difficult position of having to go there if she wants to see Douglas. Right. And where Liam's not invited. Therefore, Thomas. Right. So. And he's already said a couple inappropriate things. Right. So that's a thing. It's like, why can't Douglas just, you know, why can't he spend time at both houses? Yeah, that's what joint custody is. Right. They're killing me with this. But if he's at the Forrester Mansion, Thomas pulls all the strings. Right. So, um, you know, that, that's what, what Liam is very concerned about. And Brooke as well. So. So there's one little convo. Finn goes and visits Steffi at work. And basically the whole conversation is a Brooke bash fest. Um, Steffi says that, uh, basically she just bashes her. She's toxic. She wants, she wants, she's selfish. Pot kettle. She literally says, everyone knows Brooke will do whatever it takes to get what she wants. Hello? Steffi literally, literally locked Hope in a freaking gondola so that she could get what she wanted. Liam. Like, don't, pl- no. Well, she kettle. just said. Glass house. Just said the other day. What, had she not been saying for days that she'll do whatever it takes to get her parents back together? Yes. Right? Like, um. The, Pot like, kettle. Hello. You just said this like 20 minutes ago that you would do whatever it took. Right. Like what? Anyway, they have short term memory. All right. Now we're going to go back 
to the Forrester Mansion because Ridge is not done oh, no. going nuts. We got to get Walter over here, girl. Yeah. <laughs> and um, Brooke said she didn't do it and he believes her. Right. So then they call up that old employee who just waltzes right over. Thanks, Walt. That's why his name's Walter, apparently. <laughs> he. <laughs> so he comes over. Now, hello. They pressure him, bully him into breaking all of his rules. Right? Yeah, because it's highly unethical to give yes. out an not what anonymous yes. is it, that there is that how you say right. anonymous? It's calling information. Right, there are confidentiality, you know, rules and regulations. There's, you know, it's unethical. It's all these, and he's protesting. Like I, I get you. Do you know what this? And this is like my career. My career's gone. Yeah, he's like, I'll lose everything. Right? I didn't think he was going to do it at first. And they're like, oh, yeah, 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 whatever. Yeah. They're the foresters. Like, they don't take no for an answer. Like, they don't care about this man's life or his Of course life. not. They pressure him. They do. To, to break all of his own rules and his, you know, ethical values or whatever and so he does it so he says okay i'll i'll look into the case but nobody can ever find out of course that's like saying in a scary movie i'll be right back <laughs> yeah you ain't coming back no and walter you getting found out son i'm sorry to tell you oh i hate to tell you you got to lose everything old walt because you know brooke doesn't go down without a fight yeah she didn't make it this many years on this show, Mm-mm. okay? Mm-mm. She don't just take it laying down. That did not come well, out she right. she might occasionally, but whatever. That did not come out right. She can take it because standing up. All right, we're going to You know what? We need to move on. Move on. Okay, so Walter, he's looked up to the case, and he's like, okay, the case is closed. There was nothing found. You know, everything's cool. Like, you're good to go. And then they says there is a voice recording of the reporter's phone call. Of course there is. And guess whose voice it was? And she even gave her name that Thomas pointed out about 42 times. Thank you. Come on, Ridge. Use your brain. I'm going to call anonymously and I'm going to say my name. To me, that was like the biggest clue of all. I'm not going to say my name. If I'm calling to get someone in trouble, right, I'm the last thing I'm going to do is say my name. Mm-hmm. And Thomas pointed that out about 12 times. Yeah. She said her name. It's like she even said her name. She even said her name. By the way, <laughs> hey, dad, she said her name. I mean, come on. She said her name. Like You heard her, dad. <laughs> yeah. Twice. Yeah. So, yeah, there you go. All right. Now. To Steffi's, to the Cliff House, because all of a sudden, Taylor has had an epiphany. She's done a complete 180, and I am sorry, but I have whiplash. (laughs) Uh, Ridge is confusing her while she's confusing me. Oh, I was like, yes, finally. Yeah, me too. These are the same things that we've been saying for weeks. I just don't buy it. (laughs) About, would somebody please get some self-respect around here? Right? Taylor has had it, basically. She's tired of back and forth. She's getting tired of the mixed signals. Um, uh, She's tired. She said history is repeating itself. And I did not come back to L.A. for this. Right. So she's got, she's like, I'm not a consolation prize. Like, even if their marriage does end, 
if Broken Ridge's marriage ends. She's not the consolation prize. You know, she goes on about how she's not the homewrecker. That that's Brooke's job. <laughs> yeah, she's like, that's Brooke's karma, not mine. Yeah. And she says she's so much that makes sense. She's like, I've been in love with Ridge for 30 plus years. And so much has happened. And he always goes but back to But she said she is always the other woman because he always goes to Brooke. And she doesn't want to be there anymore. She said I'm on the wrong side of history this time because now I am the other woman. Because he, no matter how much you don't like it, it is a fact that he's married to Brooke. And I don't see him running to the courthouse to change that right now. Right. And Steffi is perfectly fine with her mom being second choice. And Steffi this whole time is just like in one ear and out the other. Just keeps on. Don't give up. You got to fight. I know there's a fire in you and all of this. And Taylor's point is that she's doesn't... She shouldn't have to fight. Right. If he loved her. If he loved her enough. He would choose her. He would choose her. And I'm with her. She's like, I don't want to be the second choice. I don't want to have to fight to have him. You know, it's like, she's like, I want someone to fight for me for a change. I was like, thank you. Lord, thank you so much. Like, finally, she's getting some some self-respect happening. I know. Like, I've been saying this the whole time. What is, all they do is bash Brooke. But how about Taylor learn from her mistake? He does always p- pick Brooke. He does. Because he loves Brooke the most. He said it out of his own mouth. I'm sorry. Uh-uh. Every time, if I got with him, that's all I would think about. Is, is he thinking about her? Right. No matter what. No matter what. When we're doing anything. Even if it's not like sex related. I would still think. I wonder if he's thinking about her. And wishing he was here with her. Right. Doing this with her. You know what I mean? Yeah. And Taylor's like. She's over it. And I don't blame her. Uh, But Steffi will have none of that. No. Not having none of it. And so Taylor says she wants to leave town. And you know. Not temporarily. But she wants to leave town. And um, and that's convenient because Bill has called Steffi and said, hey, selling my Aspen house. I know you love it. Want to take my jet and check it out? And Steffi at first was like ignoring him. She was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'll let you know. But now that her mom wants to leave town, it all makes sense to her. I'll go with you. Right. So Steffi offers to go with her. Yeah, so you can browbeat me more. Right. And um, so <clears throat> now they're going to go to Aspen, apparently. And I don't know. Relax. Do whatever. I don't know. So then Steffi calls Ridge and Thomas is there with Ridge and tells them that Taylor's wanting to leave town. And she's sad and hurting and upset. And what a shame. And Ridge is like, why? And Steffi is like, uh... You're joking, right? Because of you. (laughs) Duh. Like, what? So she kind of basically tells him he needs to get with the program. And is he really going to choose Brooke again? Um, So then she tells them the Aspen plan. And that she's going with her mom to make sure that she comes back. um, And tells Ridge not to give up on Taylor. And hold on. Just side note. What does that say about... Taylor as a mom that they're all so petrified that she's gonna leave and not come back Steffi feels the need to have to go with her to make sure she comes back 
Right. Oh, but Brooke's a horrible mom, right? Yeah. Okay. And then, of course, Thomas has to jump on board because now he's like, he's using this to guilt Ridge again, right? He's like, oh, don't, don't let my mom hurt this way. And, you know, don't let her be, you know, she's in such a sad spot. And, you, you know, don't let her just hurt like this. And he says, especially after what Brooke just did, right? Okay. So I have a little red flag alert in my notes. Uh oh. Red flag alert. Because he keeps pushing it hard that it was that. Oh, see, it was Brooke. It was Brooke. Did you say she said her name? It was Brooke. I told you, he yeah. has an answer for everything, too. And already has a solution and a way to find out who did it. That's suspicious to me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, now, you know soap magic can happen. But <laughs> <laughs> at this point, the only people who knew about, before CPS showed up, the only people who knew that we know of that knew was Brooke, Ridge, and T- Thomas. Right. They were the only three who knew that Brooke ever even, that those words even crossed her lips. But there was some time between. It's very possible that Thomas told Steffi and Taylor off camera that we didn't get to see. Well, that's what I, I mean. There could be some flashback moment possible. or some, you know... Oh, yeah, they told me that. But but we didn't see that. So as of right now, we only know that those three people that knew. Right. Before CPS actually showed up. Right. Before any phone call was made. Only those three is are what we know. Right. Okay. I know that I cannot stand Ridge. But in this moment, I do feel bad for him. Because he is so devastated. Look at his face. Just look at his face. <laughs> Yeah, he was... He was so rocked, like, so shook by this. Because he's like... He kept saying to Thomas, but she would not lie to me like that. Like, she would just not lie to my face like that. Like, this can't be, right? But when you hear their voice, it's like... Yeah, how do you refute that? And she said her name up. <laughs> I'm sorry. I could I couldn't resist. That I know Thomas said it like 80 times. She said her name. Yeah. And and Thomas you know, Ridge is in shock and he's trying to process and Thomas is in his ear. Yeah, and they're just jumping on it. Like the phone call, the Aspen thing, the right. mom like they and he poor Ridge is like losing it. They don't give a crap about their dad. They are willing to destroy his heart, his life, his mind, everything just to make their mom happy. Right. And, you know, and Thomas is just part, you know, and he's like saying things like, you know, well, um, of course, he blasts Brooke by, you know, because Bridge is saying she wouldn't lie. And then he, you know, Thomas jumps in with, well, she lied about this and that mm-hmm. and this and that. Da, da, da. And he, and then he says, I don't know why a wife would betray her husband, you know, and hurt him this way. It's, it's really just a slap in your face. Um, Oh, yeah, you know, he's and, going and on and on. Taylor would never do that. Taylor, oh, my God. I'm she's so honest. Charged. Taylor is not a saint, right. guys. She is honest. She is not a saint. Right. And she's his soulmate. So they're like, even in this moment of, of he's trying to process all this. And he, he's getting this all. Yeah, like, you know, give him a minute. It's like, um, 
you know, and she, you know, Brooke's just trying to take my son away from me. Um, just pushing, just yeah. pushing, pushing. And his vulnerable moment, you can't give him five minutes to yeah. process. Give him the, like a second, please. You know, it's. And then we know it wasn't Brooke because she's over at her house telling Liam, can you believe what's going on? Like, can you believe that that someone called and like they're they're going on and talking back and forth and all this. And I wonder what Hope's going to say. Is Hope going to be mad? And and, they're worried. Like, you can, you already know there's no way Brooke did it. Yeah. They're like, who, who would have, who would have called? I mean. But, like, it is her voice. Mm-hmm. And she said her name. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I just, to me, that was the too much. Like, that was over the edge. Yeah, there was something I would off. have never said her name. There was something off about that phone call. It sounded almost like someone was reading it or mm-hmm. um, it was almost like a, little a little too scripted. Like, the voice on the phone was, I, I don't know, it just seemed a little off. And I just don't feel like if she was going to do something underhanded like that, she would not say her name. Yeah. There's no way. And she wouldn't, she would probably use a voice changer. Probably. Like, who, everybody's going to recognize your voice. If you were really trying to be do something underhanded, you got to do a better job than that. And you know, they'll just say, well, she thought it was anonymous. She didn't think she would ever get caught. That's what Steffi will say. Of course. Yeah. Well, I got a little my little notes Uh-oh. here because I personally, <laughs> because I only think there are those three people who knew. Unless we get some soap magic later, right? I think Thomas called on himself and he used that little app that replicates voices. Okay, y'all. That Douglas had. Um, let's go back to September seventh. <laughs> It was episode, no, it was, anyway, I didn't write down the episode, but it was September 7th. That was my red flag alert for that it day. It was. I'm literally looking at it. She even draws the flags. It's hilarious. <laughs> that was my red flag alert for that day because Douglas was playing with that app. He was. And, and he, he tricked Eric. Remember? He tricked Eric by making it sounded like Donna's yeah, voice. Yeah, because Donna was like, hey, you ready for a martini? And Eric was like, what? Where's Donna? And, yeah. and Douglas was like, oh, it's this app that you can re- you can make voices sound like anybody you want yeah, to. he's like, isn't it cool? Isn't that nice? And I was like, uh-oh, red flag. I said, that's something that's coming up with that. So I'm just proud. I have a little red flag that actually was a red flag. I know. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> and you know what? You made a point. I think when we weren't, when we had it paused, you made a point that maybe that will trigger Eric because of all the people. Eric loves Brooke. I'm not even going to go into it. Let's just say he loves her on multiple levels. Mm-hmm. And if she went to him and said, I swear to you, it was not me. I don't know how they think it's me. I don't know why they think it's me, but it wasn't me. He would probably believe her. So maybe Eric could put two and two together. That was your point, but I'm right. stealing it. That's fine. <laughs> well, that we were talking about that, about like how how is this going to come to light? Right. Right? Because it's going to have to come to light somehow. Right. Because Brooke's not going to just give up. Right. So Brooke's going to, you know, absolutely deny. I'm like, I don't care if my voice is on there or not. It wasn't me. Right. Um, And it just, and it crossed my mind that who else knew about, who who knew about the app? Eric. 
And I thought, hmm. Now, I wonder if, you know, like maybe he might be like, oh, how can you change someone's voice to sound like someone else? Right. Right. He heard it because of that app. He thought Donna was around. Right. So maybe they might go that route. If, If he puts two and two together, what would he do with that information? See, that's the thing. I don't know how they're going to play this. I'm very curious because Ridge and Thomas are not supposed to say anything. Remember because of Walter? Right. They, 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 he, they made, he made them promise that they wouldn't say anything because he would get in big trouble. Right. So I don't know if Ridge is going to go over there, ask Brooke again. She's going to deny it and then he's not going to say anything. Right. Or if he's going to say, I heard your voice. So stop. Right. And then she's going to keep denying it and he's going to get mad and leave. Because that is that is Ridge's MO. That's all he does is run. He never stays <laughs> and, like, confronts the problem. He always takes off and runs. Right. And it always gets him in trouble. Every time he does it, because he won't stay and find out, like, the full truth, he goes and does something stupid. And then he finds out the truth and he's like... My bad. Will you forgive me? I'm sorry. <laughs> and they always do. I'm sorry I ran off with, uh, I was going to say Denise Richards. <laughs> I'm sorry I ran off with Shauna. Oh, I'm sorry that I hooked up with your sister. Z Sisters. <laughs> yeah, Ridge is a saint. Oh, yeah. Oh, Ridge is a saint. He's been with both of her sisters. But we're just going to sweep that under the rug. Rug alert. <laughs> right? You see what I mean? That's what makes me mad. Everyone wants to bring up every single thing Brooke has ever done wrong. Right. But no, what? Ridge literally has been with both of her sisters. Yeah. But she gets with Bill. You should have seen how he treated her. Oh, yeah. That, you know, well, you know, I said before, they should just have a, they should just have turned that Forrester mansion into like a commune. <laughs> right. And they could just they schedule. They all live together. Yeah. They could just like have little note, little um, note pads outside the doors and you just schedule who you want to be with. Yeah. Like schedule. Hey, can you pencil me in? <laughs> hey, Bill. Bill. Can you pencil me in? <laughs> Thomas, can you pencil me in? You're like, oh, darn. Eric is full tonight. I guess, let's see. Well, Does Liam have an opening? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I mean, because everybody has been with everybody. Right. So I don't know who the, why they throw in the stones at each other. Glass houses. I'm telling you. All right. So that is how Friday ends with... Right. Everyone, everyone's nuts. Like, I don't know. <laughs> it, it ends with everyone being mad at Brooke. Well, not everyone. Just most everyone. Yeah. <laughs> well, now we got to see how Ridge is going to react. And I'm worried about how Hope's going to react. Yeah. Because I don't know if they're going to tell her. Not. I don't know how. <laughs> I don't know if Walter was just like a... No one gives a crap about Walter, and they're just going to tell everything. Right. Or if they're going to actually try to, like, you know, not say the truth. I don't know. Yeah. I have a feeling Walter's going down. (laughs) Walter's going down. That is for sure. Sorry, Walt. (laughs) You better hope they rehire you at Forrester. (laughs) That's what I I was thinking that. I thought, you know what? You better get, like, a little... Something in writing. I'm be like, it, can says you put this in writing that you they gonna rehire you with with X amount of money? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Walter, I, you, you dropped Walter. you dropped the ball, Walter. Up <laughs> now, buddy. Poor Walt. He's a goner. Oh well. So that brings us to the end of the episode. Don't forget to check out our merch at Shopify. And also don't forget to check out my friend's daughter's company. <laughs> Avery's Beaded Jewelry on Etsy and Facebook. And make sure you get in touch with us. We love to know what you guys think. We did a poll and most people want Lee and Bill together. So that was interesting. Yeah. I found that very interesting. I'm going to do another poll because I want to see who called CPS. Oh, I want be a good one. Yes, because I want to see what everybody thinks. I hope you guys have a great week. Until next time. Bye. Bye.